0: And we are live. How we doing, guys? Richie and Patrick show here with my boy, Brett. Haven't done a night show in a long time. Got about 10 minutes left of Thursday, and we're about to head into Friday. Got a lot of topics to talk about. We are doing a complete NFL show. With the final pivotal week 18 coming up, a lot of topics we got to speak on. what are you wearing over there, bud? Oh, I'm wearing my
1: Adam V, baby. A vegetarian, huh? Adam V, the the you know, the greatest clutch kicker of all time, as far as my opinion goes. He's got 3 Super Bowls. Actually 3 with your team,
0: 4 total. One with the Colts. Think about a guy who's not going to be able to be in any more Super Bowls, at least not this year. Mhm. All right, Brett. This is going to be a good one. Uh, AB versus Bruce Arians. I'm going to give uh, the listener a little bit of a backstory, And then we're going to get on that. Brett, lose those glasses, bro. You got that glare going on. Yeah, it's,
1: it's bad. It's
0: bad. You can still see it and all that, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a little blinding, bro. I thought, I thought like, that kind of gave me, uh, like, the images of, like, the shields that the linebackers wear, you know? Uh, the Once they were talking about, you know, getting rid of. Them. All right, at any rate, A.B. left the field in the Jet game. A lot of conflicting stories coming out of Tampa. Um, on NFL Network today, we had Tom Brady and Bruce Arians both address their side of this. Antonio Brown left a very detailed statement through his representatives about being forced to play injured. Before I give you my two cents on this, I want to hear what you think.
1: At this point, it is a, you know, he said, he said uh, kind of rampage right now. Um, We honestly don't know the full story on the sidelines that – took place that Sunday. Um, I mean, there was no, I mean, all you really have is cameras from fans, uh, you know, showing what actually what happened. Um, that I mean, until it gets investigated, um, my personal opinion on the matter is that, you know, it was, uh, it was just a, a bad look. On on AB's part, regardless of the situation, Um, you know, if you're cut, if you're pulled from the game, um, you know, uh, there are certain ways to, you know, end the situation. You know what I mean? Let's sit on the bench, take your pads off. Sure. But run off the field and throw your shirt into the audience. I mean, he didn't look injured when he ran off the field. This is my personal opinion of it. So hold on. Don't don't give me a timeout yet. Don't give me that timeout signal. I'm not doing that. You know, it was uh it was just a bad show. I mean, regardless of what happened, uh, you know, with the conversation between him and Arians, um, it was just a bad look. Um, regardless of what happens in the next few weeks, because this is not the only time we're going to hear about the situation. I mean, this is an, an ongoing uh, thing that's going to be happening in the next two, three weeks. You know, uh, Ab's uh you know, put on social media, all the text messages that he sent to Bruce Arians, um, you know, like save that shit for your lawyers, man. You know what I mean? Like you're going to put that shit on social media. Uh, and I get it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we have to choose sides kind of thing. Um, am more about the health for the player. Um, and that's, that's become a big issue. And that's what the issue is regarding this, um, is that, is the not only the mental health of the player, but the actual physical health of AB, um, and why he decided that he couldn't go back into the game. Um, But once again, it's, it's a, he said, he said thing Uh, until we know furthermore about this, um, you know, until it's been investigated by the NFL, um, you know, it's, uh, we're not really going to know what happened on that sideline that, that, that Sunday.
0: Okay. There is documentation of the ankle injury going back to as early as week five, week Mm six-ish. In that regard, Antonio Brown is not fibbing. And I understand that whether it's professional football or just anything that has to do with any profession, a lot of times your reputation precedes yourself. But I will say this. Versus my opinion after the statement that AB released, and you know that I made a comment to you, and it's also been all over our pages, whether it's on Facebook or IG, the issue here is that both parties lack a decent amount of credibility because personally, I think there's more on Bruce Arians, and I'll explain why. If a team cut you, Why are they worried about you going to see a doctor after the fact? They've already cut ties. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were backtracking after realizing that they didn't handle this situation, quote unquote, the best way possible. Because there was a couple of things brewing. Antonio Brown was closing in on a couple of incentives, catch-wise, yardage-wise, That would have meant on one, I believe around 300 K and the other around an additional 2 million. Um, according to Arians, he was bitching that he wasn't getting the football. I think it's a little deeper than that.
1: Um, I mean, he said it during the press comments that he was on a pitch count. I get that. But my thing is this,
0: the evidence that will be shown if what he says is true and, you know, he was name-dropping the doctors, Tampa doesn't really have a leg to stand on in this matter in terms of if he should have been on the field. Because according to Arians, the players make their decisions, the doctors, the team, the team doctors cleared AB. Uh Team doctors are always going to do what they think is best for the organization, not the player. That most NFL players will tell you that, um, you know, I think AB covered his tracks if indeed he did do this. And, you know, you're talking bone spurs, you know, cartilage. He's had a
1: bone spur since week five.
0: I understand that, but he also didn't play because of the vaccination situation, you know, um, and to your point, yes, he vaccination
1: did. situation. Come on,
0: that's really? a whole other topic. Yeah, but it's a simple one. He got suspended because he didn't. He he lied about getting vaccinated. And he made up a fake card. But once again, and I try to tell people this: whether AB is crazy or not, whether he's credible or not, that doesn't change the fact in my mind that Bruce Arians is also full of shit in the sense that. He wanted to hold this team up to a higher integrity level until they needed A B. In the nightmare game they had against New Orleans when they lost all their receivers. Now all of a sudden, the hell with the integrity. We need this guy to play now. So Arians lost. It's not it's not so much that we don't know what time it is and we don't know what it is. It's more about dude, don't insult my
1: intelligence.
0: You're a douche. You're a douche. You are.
1: Oh, listen, he came up with a fake vaccination card. Who's not to say that he came up with a fake statement?
0: Well, it's a real statement, Brad. It got released. The point I'm making is that when you're name dropping doctors, it kind of changes things a little because, I, you know, he, he did his due diligence to see what's going on. Personally, I think there's fault on both sides. And I told you how I think this plays out. Bruce Arians is going to retire at the end of this season. He's going to avoid penalty, and he's not a spring chicken. As far as Antonio Brown goes, if this is one of those deals where it's, it's a quick cleanup. And Tampa also didn't play their cards right in the sense that they could have easily waited until Monday to prevent him from signing somewhere for the playoffs. Now he's that can be a possibility.
1: Well, he's, a lot of released. He's, released. he's released. Teams are already looking at him.
0: That's the point I was making though, if they would have waited until Monday, they could have avoided that. I don't think they were thinking and one common commonality that I've seen on both parties is that there's a lot of emotions and a lack of thinking on both sides, the organization and the player. It's not as black and white and as simple as right and wrong. Both parties are wrong. It's just a question of how wrong both parties are. And at the end of the day, dude, the organization's more at fault, you know? People are talking about, oh, what he should do, what he shouldn't do, you know? It took Tampa a little longer to respond, too. I think that says something. I think it says something when you go to cover your eyes, you know, because sometimes when it comes to truth-telling, the eyes are a massive indicator showing up with the sunglasses. I thought that was a little sketch. And one last thing before we move on here. I understand that he was running off the field. I tore my Achilles. I ran out of a pool. Because sometimes raw emotion and just adrenaline can do that. But he was gingerly running off the field. It wasn't like he's making cuts. Yeah, but he's not making cuts, not making football moves. not the same thing. Um. That's my take at any rate. Uh, We're going to see how this plays out. But one thing I think we probably both could agree on, this is not what you want going into the playoffs for your team. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their work cut out, and I think uh, it's going to be very difficult for them to repeat.
1: Well, I mean, they're already banged up as it is, you know, so this is just another obstacle for them to get over. Mm -hmm. And if anybody can do it, it's Tom Brady. You know? It is what it is. At the end of the day, yeah, man. But I'm going to be too, honest. They're, they're too made up. I, I don't see them going past the second round.
0: This ain't about Tom Brady. This ain't about this year. It ain't about Tom Brady. And if we're going to be really honest, last year wasn't about Tom Brady. That team won a Super Bowl on the back of their defense.
1: On the defense, yeah.
0: And as a unit, they're not the same team. They're not the same team. I, I think they're very vulnerable. And um, I would be surprised if they got past the second round. But while we're on the topic of AB, his former teammate also said goodbye. A little bit more pleasant. I want your thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger. We're going to touch on the Steelers a little more towards the end of the show as we go over our Week 18 action, but what are your thoughts on Ben's lineage his legacy his final game in pittsburgh having the opportunity to take the final knee get received by the crowd the way he did what do you, what are your thoughts on ben
1: i thought that was uh i thought that was classy um you know it was uh he's had a long career in pittsburgh he's been through a lot of injuries a lot of bull crap on and off the field um
0: the organization always stood and next to him. I got to say that,
1: and he's put his time in. So you know, he's. The, the, I mean, the the man's been through a lot. Um, for him to finish the season at home the way that it happened, I think was a. Uh, it was it was a perfect ending for him.
0: Well said, well said. Um. He's the last man standing from the very famous 2004 quarterback class, which featured himself, Eli Manning, my Uh guy, Uh and Phillip Rivers. Um, Eli won two bowls, both times winning the MVP of that particular game. Ben never did win a Super Bowl MVP, but does have two Super Bowls. And he appeared in three. Most Uh recently, he lost to Aaron Rodgers back in 2010. Philip Rivers, who a lot of people feel was actually the best of the three, never did get to the ball. Um, many, many seasons was stopped by the your team, the New England Patriots. Um, where would you rank these dudes, being that Ben is on the way out, Eli's been out for a little bit, and this is uh, the first year that Rivers hasn't been in the league. So of that 4 class um, – You know, I'll I'll put it to you like this. The Giants almost got Roethlisberger, even though they drafted Rivers. Eli was traded to the Giants from the Chargers. Obviously, Ben ended up in Pitt. I guess what I'm asking is, do you think it all worked out? Or do you think that potentially if these three guys were possibly on other teams, those three teams, of course, is what I'm talking about, do you think things would have been a little different?
1: No, I think it worked out perfectly.
0: A lot of people, giant fans have said that, although we love Eli, it it is interesting looking back on history. And if Ben would have come to New York, what that would have looked like.
1: Uh, I mean, that, that, no, no, I I think Eli being the guy that he was in New York, um, you know, the quiet kind of guy, you know, the, you know, the hot sauce, I put that shit on everything kind of guy, you know, he, you know what I mean? Like he, uh, it was a perfect fit for all three of them. I think San Diego was a great spot for Phillip. Um, played in some great teams. And at the time, I think LT, uh, Ladanian was on one of those teams when, when Philip came in. There's only one LT, and he don't play for San Diego. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. You're um, given. You know what I mean? so I, I, I think uh, in the football world, I think it played out perfectly. Um, you know, Eli retired on top. Um, yeah, Philip didn't win it and he couldn't with Tom Brady in that same division or Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, Philip Philip was on the wrong side of some serious breaks. Or there were a couple of other seasons where he played injured, just a, a brash of bad luck. You know, he had issues beating Ben. He had issues beating Tom. Ben, on the other hand, could never beat Tom. The times that he did win the bowl, he didn't have to go through the Patriots. Eli was able to beat Tom. So if anybody as a Giant fan is going to ask me what I think, um, yeah, I'm happy the way things worked out. One thing I do have to say about Ben, though, that I admire is, and the organization too, for that matter, allowing him to play these last couple of years when he was clearly, clearly on a decline. Yeah. I think is the organization saying thank you for putting them back on the map and winning Super Bowls for the first time since the 1970s, because they were the team of the decade in the 70s, had a very rough 1980s. In the 90s, you know, they had a little bit of shine in the middle there. They had some great defenses, but they weren't quite able to get over the hump and win the bowl.
1: Yeah, the black curtain. Yeah. Steel steel curtain. I'm sorry, steel steel curtain.
0: Steel curtain. Mean Joe Green among others great great defense um very very good
1: uh, stuff no, there. I, I, like I, I, I thought it was a great ending for Ben um it's just ironic that the
0: same weekend that his former teammate Antonio Brown it, it's kind of ironic how those things work like more or less simultaneously the same day of football and and or a day apart actually the Steals the last game of the week, but it, it's very crazy how that all seems to come together. One percent, a lot more often than you would think in the world of sports. But uh, Pittsburgh actually does have an outside shot of getting into the playoffs. I looked at their possibilities, but once I saw that Jacksonville had to win, I stopped reading. I said, "That's not happening."
1: Mm, yeah, sorry, but Gordon. You
0: always want to go out on top as a winner. Eli was able to do the same thing in his final game, starting for the Giants. And, um, you know, I I wish Ben good luck in his retirement. Uh, I know he's been so he's run into some controversy and troubles off the field. But uh, I do believe that as people get older, they reflect more and they look back at their past. And I do think he is a better person than he was some years ago. And I guess like anything else, it's all part of growing up. Got week 18 coming up, final week of the season, the first week 18 of any NFL regular season, as this is the biggest season in NFL history. Yeah. Games. Longest
1: season.
0: Yeah, 17 games this year. Uh, first time in NFL history that they've had a 17-game slate. And we've got some big ones. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have already clinched home field advantage, so I don't really feel the need to touch on them all that much, or at least not until maybe we get closer to the playoffs or in the playoffs, actually. Got some lower tier teams like my New York Giants um, vying for higher playoff position. Uh, We are playing the Washington football team, their final game as the Washington football team. They will be renamed on Groundhog Day. Hint, hint. Hmm. Um, I hope the Giants lose. I said it. I don't want Carolina to win. Excuse me. I don't want Carolina to lose and us win and we lose the five spot. And in a weird, very messed up world of draft picking and praying, I'm actually rooting for the New York Jets and the Houston Texans. It's a weird world. Hey, I'm rooting
1: for the Jets too. They beat the Bills and we win against Miami. We get the number one seed in the AFC East. like that segue, don't you? Yeah.
0: All right, well, you brought them up. How do you feel about the New England Patriots this week?
1: Uh this week against Miami, uh I, I like your chances. Um you know, I think with our run game, you know, Stevenson, uh Damian Harris is back healthy. Uh Bolden's running the ball well. Uh now Hunter uh Hunter Pence is uh finding his way into the offense. Hunter Pence. Hunter Pence. Jesus. I yeah, yeah,
0: better than Mike. Better than Mike Pence. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, dude. I thought that was a real fly on my TV. At any rate, um, I know who you meant. You were talking oh, about Hunter Henry.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know I'm going with that. It's
0: a little late. I understand, but yeah. But um, it's a little late.
1: Hunter, Midnight. It's late. Um, I'm gonna add,
0: I'm gonna add to that Jonu Smith as well. FIU, FIU graduate. Uh, ultimately, I think the it's gonna come down at some point to Mac Jones having. To make the plays. Um,
1: Third down plays. It's
0: really similar to Brady's first year where they constantly leaned on the defense, but when Brady had to make the plays he did, it's going to be, it's a big ask. And I've said this on multiple shows. I've said this in the past. I think uh, Bill Belichick has a chance to win coach of the year, but I don't feel that anyone should be considered before the Bengals head coach because that is a massive turnaround. But um, Belichick definitely should be a finalist, should be in the conversation. Uh, Matthew Judon, what a phenomenal pickup this year. Um, I really feel that the Patriots culture, not so much about changing, it's the Patriot way. And one thing about Bill Belichick is that he found the right man. You know, we said this on our last show with Quentin. You know, he fell to them at 15, you know, coming from the Saban school the Belichick school, those two, Saban and Belichick, are very tight. I don't think that they could have gotten any luckier in terms of finding mm. the right guy. Um, do I think he's going to win rookie of the year? No, I don't. I, I think that's going to go to Jamar Chase. Yeah. I think Mac ran out of a little juice in terms of statistically midway through the year, but the only stat that really matters is winning. And um, the Patriots definitely have a chance to do that. As far as the game goes this week, I expect the Patriots to win a close game. Uh, I think Miami's going to give you all you can handle. Their season is over, but that's a legitimate rivalry. And I know the Dolphins have got to be a little pissed off because they were one of the hotter footballs, uh, one of the hotter teams in the NFL before their tough loss last week. But when you dig yourself a one and seven hole, it's really hard. But uh, go Patriots 23, Dolphins 20. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. Um... But I do think, you know, former assistant Brian Flores of Bill Belichick's doing a damn good job in Miami. Ten-win team last year. Should they win uh, this week, they finish a second season with a winning record, although making not making the playoffs again. But considering that they started one in seven and to finish even eight and nine if they lose, I think he's done a hell of a job yet again. And the Miami Dolphins, for the first time in a long time, are in good hands.
1: So, no, they are. I, I think it's a good matchup, and Miami plays this well every year. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard not to count uh, Waddle out of that rookie of the year conversation. Um, you know, even though he's on a crappy team, you know, he still has. Uh, well, that's the thing, though. I don't really think they're that crappy. Well, I mean, you know, and he's uh, he's taking that team to another another level. Um. But the fact this is that Jamar Chase is having a phenomenal rookie year. Um, and Waddles is under the radar because he's on the Dolphins. Um, but he's still putting up great numbers. But it's not – nobody's going to see it. Um, no, I think it's a good matchup. I think we come on top 27-20. Uh, I mean, if the Jets can pull off a miracle and beat Buffalo – when we take that number one seed out of the AFC East I mean that's that's a good football Sunday that's that's a great now, day
0: I'll be honest I don't really think it's a far-fetched miracle for the Jets to win that game in Buffalo uh, one criticism that I've had of Buffalo all season I mean even last week yeah you know they beat the Falcons they weren't that impressive um, and I'm not gonna lie It's hard to bring that same intensity when you're playing a team like that versus when you're looking over the other side a couple weeks ago and you're playing the Patriots, you know, so it's definitely um, a trap game. But one thing I got to say about the New York jets, um, they are the better team in MetLife stadium right now. And I will not deny that. I think Robert Sala has done a good job cultivating some young talent over there. Um, You know, I mean, when you call a guy that was on his couch, and he has to play Thursday night football. And the way that he finds out who his teammates are is by playing Madden. And we were, I remember we were on the phone. We were kind of making fun of that game, but. That's awesome. The Jets have had some moments. I mean, they've been through a lot of quarterbacks this year. And in a quarterback driven league, it's good to have depth. I mean, in when, when I look at a team that's rebuilding and when I think about, it's not going to always be the record that shows the improvement. It's more about competitiveness, about holding guys accountable, about guys not quitting. And one thing I've got to say about the Jets, and I would say this is probably the first time since they had Rex Ryan where I feel that there is actually a toughness on that team that I haven't seen in quite some time. I will say that they got some quality wins this year. You know, they beat the Bengals. They beat the the Titans. Got a couple of sneaky wins, and they gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all they can handle. I do think Buffalo should and will win. And um, there is a distinct possibility that that's going to set up an immediate third matchup in the first, first round. Between Buffalo
1: the- is not known for closing out games at the end of the year. Um, you know, so I I think the Jets have a good shot. And, and, yeah, but- and I'm sorry, like the, the Bills don't have a run game. Like it's, I don't know. And, I mean game. it'll be interesting to watch because I'll be running for the Jets, which is sad the to say, teams win their game and that and the better teams, the Bills. Um
0: I'm not gonna subscribe to the they're not known for. I mean, what are the Bengals known for? Losing to Joe Montana?
1: I'm choking, getting,
0: getting in fights with the Steelers, giving Antonio Brown a horrific some horrific head trauma that Vontez. I mean, seriously, what are the Bengals known for, dude? Look what they're doing right now. So just like the A-B situation, I'm going to say the same thing here. Yesterday don't mean a damn thing. Hmm. All about today and moving forward, and that's uh, what a team like the Bengals needs to tell themselves.
1: Speaking of the Bengals, are they real? Are they for real?
0: I don't see how at this point I can't say that that they are or not, rather. You know, I mean, uh, Burrow was on – Pace to probably win rookie of the year last year. He had that bad knee injury. Uh Elliott called the Jamar Chase pick prior to the draft. I I myself thought that they were going to get Pene Sewell out of Oregon and solidify that line. I wasn't a fan of the chase move. I understand why they did it. Two of them played together in college. Um, the Bengals have had some tough losses earlier in the year. I recall them losing to Green Bay at home. That was difficult. That was difficult. Uh, They lost – they got their ass kicked by a healthier Browns team earlier in the year. They lost to the Jets, as I alluded to earlier. But I think over the course of the season, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have gradually gotten better as the season has gone along. Um, Got more confident. Absolutely. And they're young. So should they get knocked out early? because of a lack of playoff experience i don't necessarily think that's an it's indicative of the kind of year they had or the kind of future they have in front of them because this is what i see in the north baker mayfield's future is very much uncertain i do think he'll be back next year but i don't think any i don't think he's going to be back past next year i mean he was hurt
1: i don't, I don't think i don't think he's going to be back next year
0: the reason I think he is is because this is not a very deep quarterback class coming out of college.
1: No, nope, 100% not. And uh,
0: I don't think Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson wants to, be, wants to be playing for the Browns. That's just my opinion.
1: Wasn't Baker having sh- uh, shoulder surgery?
0: Well, it's the opposite shoulder, non-throwing, but what I was getting at is – surgery. You know, they didn't have an awful year. I think they really got derailed by the injuries. Um I don't care what anybody says. I think the Odell drama did a number on them too. And um, all in all, in the North, Pittsburgh Steelers have to start thinking about their next quarterback. Um, I am a fan of Lamar Jackson. He's an exciting football player. But I've had these discussions on the show in the past. I feel that he does struggle with his accuracy on the run. I feel that his, I I just don't feel that this far along in the game, he has evolved to the level where he's going to win championships. I think he's going to have a hell of a career, but I don't believe in Lamar on that level that he's going to win championships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, lately with him not being in the mix, you know, they, they have played well without him. I mean, they're a well-coached team, but the immediate future, I, I think this is Cincinnati's division for a little while now. Might possibly be. I mean, if Pittsburgh wants to shake they're, things they're, up,
1: they're on the rise. So if
0: Pittsburgh wants to shake things up, I would have to say Deshaun Watson to Pittsburgh would be very enticing. Uh still very young, still very talented. And um, you know, the Pittsburgh's uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had so much consistency in that organization going down from such a short list of head coaches. You know, and, um, you know, their lineage. One thing I do admire about that organization is that they are very loyal to their players, sometimes to a fault. But um, in a business that is very cutthroat, and I'm not no Steelers fan, I don't like the Steelers, but I, I do have to say that I have always admired that about them. They are very loyal to their players, especially those that have put in a decade or more. They've had a propensity for doing that. And I mean, you gotta tip your hat to Mike Tomlin, even in an off-year like this. He has never had a losing season. That is remarkable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is truly remarkable. Um, moving along though. What is what are we looking for this week? We got the Niners and the Rams too. You and I have disagreed on this one. I believe that we both uh yes differing views uh i think the niners could beat these guys
1: no not this week not this week no jimmy g uh, um and as I, uh, cam acres is coming back i the mean niners, he, he, he may not be 100 percent, but um no I, I i don't see it happening this week uh you know trey lance I don't think he has what it takes to to beat that Rams team. Um, I, I think the Rams are going to freaking swallow him up and spin him out. I mean, I, the, the Niners can run, you know, do sweeps all day long, you know, end arounds all day long. But at the end of the day, Trey Lance has to be the one to make those third down conversions and, you know, throw when he has to. And he can do it.
0: The Rams may very well win this football game, but I said this to you. I say it again. I think they're overrated.
1: I don't think they are, buddy. I don't. They have they have three playmakers, key playmakers, on all three levels of that defense. All I three think levels. a lot of
0: it's paper recognition. As a unit, I'm not sold. They're on a winning streak right now. Okay, cool. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't Going into the playoffs? That's huge. Yeah, but it's it's a little falsified momentum. They got Tampa's number. I'll give them that much. That much I'll give them. They're not beating no Packers. I I stand staunch and firm on that one. I do not see that team going into Lambo and winning. England. I can I see it. I can. I don't even know if they're gonna get that far. I but I I certainly don't see it happening. I don't um, I,
1: I, I can see it happening.
0: I another thing too that I'm a little mystified with is it's Matt Stafford, dude. We that confident in Matt Stafford. So what? Matt
1: Stafford doesn't uh, no, I I mean this all, team barely
0: beat the Ravens. All
1: he has to do all he has to do is manage the clock, not turn the ball over. Brett, if there's so much – and, and rely they... on his defense. Yeah, but that's so
0: layman, Brett. And, Brett, I don't know how many times I have to keep saying this. The Rams' defense
1: is overrated. They're they... not overrated by any means. They are not overrated. Okay. They're not overrated.
0: Okay.
1: Really? Aaron Donald, come on, dude. The guy takes up freaking three offensive linemen. As a unit. Then you've got Von Miller, who can cover the field sideline to sideline. Jalen Ramsey, shut Von down. Von not that player anymore. Von Miller's
0: not that player anymore. Now get out of here, dude. Come on. Yeah, Aaron Donald's that player. But there's other positions on that team. As a unit, this team doesn't scare me the same way that Tampa's defense scared me last year or the way that the 49ers' defense scared me the year before that. That was
1: last year and the year before. Dude, they can't beat Green Bay. Bottom line, Matt Stafford is not Dude, going to the Lambeau. You're, you're, you're putting Green Bay right on a freaking pedestal, bro. Like, come on, give me a break. Putting on a pedestal, Green Bay. You're putting Green Bay on a fucking pedestal.
0: It's not even about they, you're, a you're,
1: you're acting like they can't be beaten at Lambeau. Well, they can't. I mean, be. They, they, can. have, they have quite the record there in the playoffs. What? Considering their last playoff loss was at home against them,
0: in front of a very. Very skinny crowd, not the same thing. Oh, give me a
1: break! Whatever they they can be beaten at Lambo. Yeah.
0: And the refs could also throw flags during the whole game, as opposed oh, to yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You forgot Go who ahead. the other guy Go was. Keep, keep going. I believe keep going. that one. Green Bay's winning the winning the NFC this year, but barring a COVID outbreak, massive injury, those things we could never forecast. But I do believe that uh Aaron Rodgers. Is Super Bowl bound this year and potentially his final year with the Green Bay Packers. Win or lose, I do think this is his final year in Green Bay. Speaking of Mr. Rogers, a little beef going on with uh, Chicago sports writer. This is a little different, but I don't always, I don't always hear these ones. I want to, I want to pull up this guy's name. So bear with me. Hub Akush or Akush. Hush, I don't know, maybe it was... A a douche. At any rate, uh, one of the uh, rules amongst MVP voters is that you don't say make public who it is that you are going to vote for or not vote for or not vote for. And he flat out said publicly recently that uh, he would not Vote for Aaron Rodgers based on his lack of character. He called him the biggest jerk in the league. And my thing is, whether this is true or not, should have no bearing on the performance inside the lines. I mean, was Lawrence Taylor the nicest guy? He won the MVP. And that's my boy. You know... Hmm. Um, I'm sorry, dude. I I can't even entertain that one. And Rodgers basically shut it down. And I don't think Rodgers is overly worried about winning another MVP. I mean, he would join in some very rare air winning another one. I mean, you're, you're starting to approach the Peyton Manning territory now, you know, in terms of league MVPs. But his big knock has been getting it done winning.
1: Yeah. The championship.
0: And, you know, again, I I would like to say that that is a team achievement. It is not just one player. Mm -hmm. And I do think that, uh, you know, the difference between say a Tom Brady, who happens to have seven rings, how many years did he have a top 10 defense winning those rings? And if you look at, look it up, it's quite staggering. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that the green Bay Packers are cream puffs on defense this year either. Kind of veering away of what we this this beef with the Chicago sports writer. Ultimately, my point is here is that um he shouldn't be allowed to vote anymore. He kind of apologized after the fact. Rogers tore him up. He basically said nobody even knew who this guy was last week. Guy doesn't know me.
1: Oh, this is a Chicago writer, right?
0: Yeah, he ripped him on the Pat McAfee. Chicago. Yeah, he ripped him on the McAfee show. I I just think it's um. Very unprofessional, for lack of a better word. I mean, and, and, so he didn't
1: he didn't vote him into the NVP uh, category because he didn't like him.
0: Well, that, clear as day, that's what it is. And Rogers essentially said that his real beef with the sports writer's real beef with Rogers is he's more pissed because I didn't get vaccinated. And Rogers went as far as saying. Well, maybe they should change the ward to the most valuable vaccinated player. Um, it is what it is, man. Uh any closing thoughts that you got for um
1: Aaron Rodgers? Like I can't even uh
0: no, not even so much A-rod, just anything burning in the NFL that's on your mind.
1: Uh no, I'm just I'm excited for playoffs, man. Like I this last weekend, I mean, there really hasn't been uh you know a solidified seed yet, besides Green Bay. Tennessee is number one out of the AFC. Yes, they are. Um, you know, so nothing uh, after this weekend. I mean, the the Chargers uh, Oakland game is uh it's, it's a big game. For both teams, Um, you know, and uh, no playoff uh, spot besides the number one uh, and number two seed um, is really solidified yet. So after this weekend, I mean, it's going to be, you know, we'll see what the playoff bracket looks like. But we have some very meaningful games.
0: Who is your pick in that Raiders game? Uh, Both imperfect teams, but both teams that do certain things rather well. Who do you got?
1: me I'm um, taking the Chargers. Even though it's out of Vegas, um, Darren Waller's back. Uh Josh Jacobs is back. I mean, it's I, it's gonna be a shootout. Like it's gonna be one of those Chargers KC shootouts, you know, 38, 34 kind of thing. Um, I
0: think it's a shootout. Um, I don't think it'll get too too ridiculous of a shootout.
1: Um I'm still picking the Chargers, though. Like, I I think Herbert's the real deal. Um, you know, Eckler's going to have his, uh, you know, 50-yard rushing, you know, 50-yard reception kind of game, maybe a touchdown or two here there. Um, But I just uh, – yeah, I, with the amount of obstacles that Oakland's had to overcome this year, if they make it in, I mean – God bless him. That's a story and a half for the NFL. You know yeah,
0: what I mean. So, he was marred with a lot of issues. Um, obviously, the tragedy involving the Henry Ruggs situation. You know, and their coach. Two families were destroyed with that situation. The victim's family, the family of Ruggs. There's no winners there.
1: And John Gruden crap.
0: Yeah, the John Gruden stuff was pretty pretty alarming you know um someone who i actually like for quite some time and um it's it's disappointing it, it also opens up another layer and another can of worms
1: about- i mean it's it, it seems like all the odds are you know stacked against them you know so if they if they make it in and they beat the, the chargers i mean that's a that's one hell of a story for the nfl let alone the Raiders, you know. So,
0: and speaking of
1: a hell of a story,
0: by the way, I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders by three. That's for you, Uncle Randy. That's for you, Charlie. Um, and that's for you, John Madden. Uh, before we get out of here, my final thought here. Uh, when when we first lost the great John Madden, I spoke about this on IG. Um. A phenomenal coach, and I I had said this on IG, it's kind of amazing that a coach with such a phenomenal record and so many AFC title game appearances, and he did win a a Super Bowl. I mean, you're you're talking one half of of the legitimate voice of the NFL, of course, with Pat Summerall later moving on to Fox. He gave them instant credibility down the road, doing the night games with Al Michaels. There's a lot of things you could celebrate about John Madden. You know, the video game is awesome. Uh, Changed, it
1: changed the the way. Changed commentating forever.
0: Changed commentating forever. Um, But I think you go as far as as making the argument that uh, maybe with the exception of Vince Lombardi, maybe not even with the exception of Vince Lombardi, maybe a Bill Belichick, even. Did anybody love football more than this guy? I I mean, the NFL brand of football more than this guy. uh, Got a funny John Madden story that I got to tell you. Uh, I was kind of just binging on a lot of YouTube videos, some stuff on NFL Network. I'm going to try to give you the shortest version possible. They're getting ready for the Super Bowl. He's all revved up. They're getting ready to take the team bus from the hotel to the game. And the way Madden says it, I'm paraphrasing, I was so nervous to get out of there that I didn't realize that we were missing players. And I seen like this one pirate-looking guy that was all dressed up in Raider garb, and I just want to get the hell out of there. I, my nerves were getting the best of me. So they arrived to the stadium, and Madden is about to lose his shit because he didn't realize that he had left some of his players back at the hotel. So that same super fan in the pirate garb (laughs) ended up driving these dudes to the fucking game. Nice. (laughs) That's classic. But, but, but the thing I'm saying is like that, that shows like such a very human element of John Madden, you know, like the, like on so many layers, but I think what was the, one of his best qualities He said he was just another another one of the dudes, you Hmm. know. Uh, He treated people good, whether you were NFL royalty or commentating royalty or if you were an intern or if you were just a player that was just starting and maybe barely making it. One thing that I've learned about John Madden over the course of following him is that I really feel that he pulled for the underdogs and that, uh, you know, Nobody like that could ever be duplicated again. But uh, I must say, it, it was a privilege to grow up watching John, uh, listening to John,
1: listening, yeah,
0: and watching for that matter. You know, um, you know, if if you haven't seen All Madden, definitely check it out. Uh, but I think seen,
1: you haven't seen Little Giants. Check it out. Sure,
0: and and I and I would say that the biggest. Uh, I think the biggest contribution that Madden makes, there's a lot of them, past winning and past being a great commentator, is that I think even with the video game or just – he kind of bridged different generations together because they always say when you make the hole, it's all about protecting and preserving the game and making it better than before you got there. And I don't think anybody exemplified that more than John Madden. Just uh, a phenomenal human being, and uh, he's going to be missed. Next year, I'm
1: sure that uh, he's going to uh, be on we're, the cover. Oh, they're going to come out with some Madden freaking all-time cover. And, you know, they're going to go all out next year regarding a Madden game.
0: As they okay. should. And um, far from a Raider fan. But uh, I must say, I guess I got a pull for the Raiders this week for Madden alone. And I think that's a good enough reason for me. Fair enough. Uh, you, we are bro. out. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. And uh, we're actually going to see what this show looks like because we're going to go check it out now ourselves. Brett, good job, buddy. It was uh, great having you here. Last thing, quick.
1: Nothing's quick with us. Give
0: me your Super Bowl pick.
1: Oh, come on, man. Dude, uh, I don't know
0: the next time we're going to be doing this. You know, life life happens, and we don't always, we don't always get I'm together.
1: Gonna, I'm, I'm going to pull the L card here. I'm going to go L mode. I'm going to go Sensi. I said it. I said it here first. Okay. Sensi versus the Rams. Oh Lord. And who Lord. you got winning
0: that fiasco?
1: I got the Rams winning
0: at home in their own stadium. Yep. So for the second straight year, you have a team winning in their home stadium.
1: Yeah. I call
0: the last year. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, after the Packers dispose of the Rams, I got them going to the Ram Stadium and winning the Super Bowl. This one, would. This will be the first meeting between the Chiefs and the Packers since the original Super Bowl, Super Bowl I. The NFL has teased us with this, not only with this Super Bowl, but with a mahomes rogers matchup. We've been cheated out of this matchup two years in a row. Two years ago, Mahomes was suffering from a knee ailment. This year... Rodgers with the COVID, with the you know that whole fiasco, I I finally just want to see that game. I don't.
1: I don't. Fuck Rodgers. I'm done with that clown. Whatever. I'm done talking about him. All right. um, Piece of shit. Go shower and shave, Rodgers. I know you're in bed now. So you got uh, so you got the Rams winning the bowl.
0: Uh, Who got winning the Super Bowl MVP? I know that we're gonna revisit this again, but why not? Like I said, we 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 don't always have you on here.
1: Matthew Stafford.
0: Get the fuck out of here, bro! Every the, dude, get done. You're done. <laughs> I got Aaron Rodgers winning his uh, second Super Bowl as well as his second Super Bowl MVP. We will see how this all pans out. You heard um, it here first. Matthew Stafford. Jesus. Guys, it was a pleasure as always. Thank you.
1: Have a good night, everybody.